Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the podcast. Police March Madness needs to include Strada Bianca, Milan San Remo, Kent Bevelgem, and the Tour of Flanders. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Pack Filler Podcast. I'm Pat Bulger. We're live at the Badass Backyard Brewing Company in Spokane Valley, Washington. There aren't a ton of people here, but let's prove that we're not in my living room. Make noise. <laughs> Thank you. You know, it'd be really sad if I was just doing this in my living room, pretending that I was in front of a bunch of people. I wouldn't put it past you. Thanks. I wouldn't either. Uh, We are officially kicking off the live season uh, here with uh, uh, our show here. We've we've been doing some earlier last season, and now we're back. And um, we started off today with a a fun little group ride, thanks to our friends over at Mojo. We're going to talk about Mojo here a little bit again shortly. And now we're uh, two doors down at Badass Backyard Brewing. Thanks to uh, Kendra for helping put this all together, and it's great to be here. Um, the ride itself, uh, for those of us in the audience who were there, um, I screwed up the spring because I shaved my beard. It's like taking off your mud flaps, and you're guaranteed it's going to rain. I, I shaved my beard and screwed up everything for that, so um, I apologize in advance. Uh, but what a great setup here that we're actually able to. Uh, I, I talk a lot about um, what makes a, a bike environment great. And here we've got a bike shop and two doors down, we've got a brewery. So what a better way to start and finish a ride. And it was fun out there. It was cold. Uh, Morgan, you're going to probably hear some of the, the parts of what slowed Morgan down today, maybe because right? I don't have him with a mute switch on his mic. It's my sultry voice for it sure. Is. <laughs> but uh, thanks to you guys for taking us out and, and showing us some areas. I've lived in this town my whole life and I was on roads today I never knew existed. Um, you guys, we're going to be okay. Spring is just uh, days away. St. Patrick's Day yesterday. Green vomit is being washed away from the sidewalks as we speak and daylight is back. Um, Today's show is fi- primarily focused on, on the road domain, so for those of us here who aren't road cyclists, I apologize, but uh, let's meet the panel. Uh, he's been on the show before. He's won trivia before. He is the Dave Stoller to my mic. Um, he can ride tempo that could make anyone cry. Welcome once again to the show, uh, the great Paul Maine. Let's, let's thanks, welcome Paul. Thanks, there we go. <laughs> He's new to the show. His stories are legendary. Let's uh, welcome, and I have that this is the actually official name I get to call him, Dismount Dave Patrick Martin. Hello. Dave, we're going to want to know why Dismount Dave is the name here shortly, but we'll, we'll, we'll hold that off a little bit later. I hear there are multiple stories that are legendary floating around. Man of no words. 
Uh, another returning guest, he is the man behind the mojo. He led us on the ride today until uh, nature cut, took charge and, and sent him back the other way. Let's welcome back to the show Morgan Johnson. How are you, man? Doing all right now. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, gentlemen, at the onset of the show, I spoke about March Madness. Uh, Americans are currently spending uh, massive amounts watching TV. There, uh, you guys have been online watching any of the basketball games. There's actually a program set up where you have a button in the corner where you can, when your boss is coming, you can actually click the button and it changes the screen to look like you're doing some pr productive. Somebody actually took the time to go through all of that and make that sort of stuff happening. Uh, more men are signing up to have willing vasectomies at this point in time in the year because they can sit at home on their couch, watch basketball with a bag of frozen peas. Is that true? That is true. Statistically, we are looking at more vasectomies happening this time of year. Um, I even saw a TV at Trader Joe's yesterday while I was in the checkout line. There were, there were, they had the basketball games on the TV at Trader Joe's. Um, but also yesterday, unbeknownst to most Americans, the pro road season began in earnest with a bike race called Milan San Remo. 300 kilometers, if you did the math here, because we're Americans, that's a hell of a long way is what that translates into. Uh, and it's been going on for over 100 years, yet a few Americans knew about it. Um, and so I want to kind of talk about, if you guys are cool with it, sports fans, uh, American sports fans versus everywhere else in the world sports fans. What, it, what are the differences and why we are the culture we are and why the other cultures are the cultures they are? Um, First of all, uh, just in any, I'll, I'll allow these questions for you guys to answer anytime you want. Um, what is it about this country that makes our, up our passion for sports? What is it that makes an American sports fan different than anywhere else in the world? Pros and cons. Well, you know, I think, you know, looking at the sports from America's side, we, we're into high scoring, quick results. Uh, when you look at cycling or even soccer at that point, it's... It's more of the game within the game at that point, and so I think we're impatient. It's immediate results. Immediate results. Yeah. Is a, that's, what, that's what we're looking for. Well, I would have to agree. I mean, <clears throat> um, I'm sure you're going to be hearing about Dave and I going to uh, dismount. Dave, I should address yeah. him as. Um, we're heading to Belgium in, on the 30th, and uh, we've been there before. Um, and to see fi uh, fans in Belgium are just crazy, and they don't even ride a bike. It, to them, it's just part of their culture and stuff. And I think in America, I think we are kind of that microwave, quick, easy, you know, looking at quick scores. Um, they start changing baseball rules so there's more runs. Uh, they try and, you know, do whatever they can to create uh, higher scoring in games. Um, yeah, it's just, I think, part of the American culture. Uh, what else could we do? You know, that's what we're rooted in, I think. Do you have any idea as to why it's this 99% of everybody else and just this country has a specific mentality towards this instant gratification? I mean, I don't expect this to be a panel of brilliant, you know, solve all the world's problems. Yeah, you, you got the wrong happen. people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, here, you know, I, I watched the basketball game with my wife last night, and yeah, it's every 15 to 20 seconds you have something to celebrate. I also watched Milan San Remo last night, which was over seven hours of racing, six and a half of which were pretty boring. But the last half an hour was insane. Um, why is it the rest of the world is cool with that while we might not be as much? It's our mentality. I mean, we really? just, we, we've been focused around three major sports, baseball, football, basketball. And at some point, I mean, that's our culture. The same way that in Belgium, their culture is cycling. It's something they've grown up with. They enjoy it. Uh, that buildup in Milan-San Remo, that's part of it. And they enjoy it. I mean, we, I got up at 4.30 in the morning to walk up the falls to watch, watch the race, you know, and, and I enjoyed it. But that doesn't mean that, you know, as Americans, they're going to... We do enjoy... We, our, our whole society is based on that instant gratification, that excitement, and... That's not going to change for a long time. Well, I you know, I'm starting to think of another sport that people will spend four hours watching, and that's American football. And the action is pretty slow. Um, in Europe, they don't understand the fascination with it. You got six seconds of action, 45 seconds of stop. You know, a lot of people though watch it for the commercials too. Yeah, that's the Super true. Bowl, yeah. So, uh... <laughs> but you know, the thing is, is uh, 
Um, well, it, I think the average European understands cycling. There's a lot going on. You can watch cycling or understand cycling, and it does take a, a bit of maybe that culture to understand it that, you know, why are these idiots taking off with 300K to go? There's like, what was it, eight or ten guys that were off. Well, you have to look at who's in there. I mean, who's in that break? What is their intentions? And then you start looking at how teams start reacting to it. At what point in time do they want to bring it back? They, have, they all have different agendas. So it's kind of a thinking thing. And you, in the fans that I came across in Peru Bay that Dave and I uh, met in 2013, they don't race. They don't. They're cigarette smoking, sit down, you know, uh, couch potatoes. But they love bike racing. They love everything it stands for, the strategy from day one, from the time the gun goes off, and that type of thing. And the closest thing I can think, uh, think of that we have is NASCAR. That's slow yeah. moving. No, I, and in fact, I have a lot of notes here about that. First of all, um, you mentioned cycling fans. In, it, uh, do cycling fans in, in America have to be bike riders or bike racers, first of all? Uh, I think they are. They are. Yeah. Yeah. NASCAR. NASCAR is golf. Yeah, no, somebody's saying, gesturing yeah. quietly. You can yell. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's proof people are here. Yeah. So um, uh, golf, absolutely. Golf is like. My father is insanely passionate about golf. He's been watching it forever. I can't stay awake during a round of golf, but then again, somebody will sit down with me and watch seven hours of Melanson on Raymond and go, what the hell are you doing with your free time? Yeah. Um, yet it's still, pop it's still as pop it's more popular. It's, it crushes cycling in this country. Uh, NASCAR has very similar tactics and styles that cycling does. It has the drama. It has the personalities. It has the different teams and things like that. Yet it gets the accolades more than guys riding bikes. Well, let me ask you, do you think it's generational for sure because it's instilled as a, a youth to where you grow up rooting for cycling, you grew up rooting for football, it's what your dad likes, your mom likes, or whatever, and so therefore you start rooting for that specific sport. So, you know, one, one person's boring is another person's amazing. And, I, you know, I never played a lot of football, but I love watching the thing, American football. You know, and it's a, uh, it, it's a hard argument to see who, who, who instilled it in you as a youth. I think is what it comes down to. It's embedded in our culture. Um, I, you know, I remember going to grade school, and if you didn't know every Super Bowl victor for the last, you know, ten years of your life, you were put into the nerd group and and <laughs> into the, you know, you just go play D and D with the other geeks, um, and. You didn't play D and D, did you? I didn't play D and D, but because that was that was too hard for me. Really intimidating. It's a thinking game. It is. Yeah. It's a really thinking game. It all falls down on tradition, and in Belgium and and in even Spain and these countries in Europe, it, cycling is something they've watched for a hundred years, and they enjoy it, and it's part of their their culture. The same way as football is. I mean, even though we tell people don't play it, they still watch it. That's well, and I think so in Europe too. The average person has a bike and rides a bike and, you know, commuting at some particular time. So I have maybe some kind of grasp on it. Um, I just talked, uh, hang with me, but uh, <laughs> is talking about our infrastructure here in Spokane, getting more bike paths and stuff. And it, some of the city council people in Spokane said, well, there's not enough people riding in order to spend this cost. But the little that they have done is increased because people don't want to get on the road. I'm sure, you know, uh, Morgan, that you know, they're a little bit afraid of traffic, but if well, they have that's the gravel bike, riding now, yeah, that's exactly. more intriguing because of it, yeah, yeah, and, and so that gets people on bike now. That's that's the big push, um, gravel riding. So, if if we have people commuting, I'm not saying it's going to be overnight, but I think there'll be uh, more and more people maybe interested in what's this bike racing. Well, and another thing to touch on that, too, I, it's who's the next great American rider? You've got so many Europeans that are heads above everybody else that's in the U.S., you know, until we get that, you know, for lack of another person, that Lance Armstrong again that really gets that culture of cycling up in the, in America. I mean, it's... That's totally true. That's what's going to make it happen. In America, you either came into cycling under Greg LeMond or Lance Armstrong. That's how they brought people into the sport. And, uh, you know, until we get some of the next one, you're not going to have that. I mean, if you if you think about when Lance Armstrong came into the sport. You walk into a store, you'd have two road magazines. 
on the shelf of some, of some bookstore. By the time he ended his career, you had seven or eight. It was completely different. I have a Wheaties box at home with Lance on it. Yeah. I'm kind of embarrassed to say that. But no, but you still haven't eaten the Wheaties. No, I haven't eaten the Wheaties. His story, his <laughs> everything, sad. brought a lot in. Uh, same with Greg LeMond. His story was pretty powerful. He was the first to win the Tour, American. And, yeah, people just kind of gravitated toward that. And it was exciting for people. Well, I think Americans like both those stories. We had Greg LeMond, you know, somebody who got shot in the back after he was this promising American, misses out a year, two years, basically, and then comes back and wins the Tour de France in the most dramatic fashion. That's an American story. And then that's what hooked a lot of people. Um, then you had Lance, who was, you know, an arrogant little shit. And then, you know, gets cancer, and then he's got, he's won the heart over. And, yeah, we don't have to go any further than that about Lance, but, well, you know. Well, yeah. Morgan, do you find, um, being in the bike business, that that sort of push helps drive sales? Um, back in the day, if you're a Trek dealer, it did. You know, for sure. It's it's what the athlete endorses. It's kind of goes back to the Jordan with the Nikes, the Air Jordans. Uh, what kid didn't want a set of those? Or when Lance is winning all those tours, you know, Trek is the, the number one brand in the States. So um, yes and no. Not to make a long, long answer of it, but American cycling, once you get that quote-unquote American hero in that aspect, yes, it's going to promote sales for sure. So, Is there interest during big races like the Tour de France and stuff like Definitely. that? It gets people excited. So you sit there on your couch, you're like, you know, watching these, you get excited, and you're like, I want to go ride my bike. It's the time of year when the sun's coming out. So, yes, it is, it's huge for us. How about coverage? Is that a problem? Media coverage. I just, I, I'm spending more money to watch a seven-hour bike race than I am. I mean, you know, here, here we're at the basketball game is on their computers in the background. We can watch it there. Um, I have to pay fifty dollars a month for Fubo. Is it Fubo? Is that what it is? I, there's so many swear words potential in that <laughs> Fubo. I just well, I is there any ESPN it. coverage on any of these no, things? And no, that's, you that's gotta, the catalyst right there. You gotta buy Fubo. You got you have to buy the NBC Sports Gold package. You gotta buy an Apple TV. You gotta have all this stuff to be able to watch what is on TV all day in Europe. And I get you know, I, I, interest drives. The, the the coverage, so I guess you know, uh, but it's a, it's a catch twenty two. You know, if we don't have enough people wanting to watch, we can't provide coverage. If we don't provide coverage, we don't have enough people to watch. It's really frustrating. You didn't have to spend that money. You could have came over to my place. You get up too yeah, early. That's what I do every yeah. day. Yeah. You watch it live though. <laughs> you watch it live. You guys are up yeah. at four o'clock yeah. in the morning. Two thirty alarm clock. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I can't do that. I, I'm dedicated, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> well. I've talked to your wife. <laughs> yeah, she's not here to <laughs> agree with you. Um, is is it too boring? I think, no. well, not to us, but I think uh, I, I think to the average person, if you, you sit with somebody who's passionate, it doesn't take long for them to get hooked, I mean, while you're educating. And that's probably part of American coverage. You have, you know, our traditional um, Phil Liggett, Paul Sherwin, which are good you know everybody has their opinion of them but it, it seems like every year is the seasonal veteran is watching cycling it's you know you hear the, they have to explain what a peloton is and what you know it's just kind of watered down which needs to be done but you know well i think a lot of it too is it, it's people understanding how much rigor goes into the cycling sport to where i watched a, a letterman show a couple years back and there's this pro i think he was a pro football athlete Anyway, he was like, ah, it's just riding a bike, blah, blah, blah. So they had this stint to where he went out there and rode about 150 yards. He was gassed. And he came back and he's like, I'm humbled. I'm going to come back and start watching this sport now because I appreciate it. So it, it, it's, it's developing an appreciation, I think, is the biggest Yeah, obviously. Thing. There's a misconception of what it takes. And, yeah, it's not just riding and, a bike. And I think mountain biking should be – actually, I'm surprised that should be more coverage in the U.S., well, that's what and, I was going to ask road you riding. about yeah. mountain biking and cyclocross. Why aren't they becoming the crossover for some of these things? Uh, that's a question. I don't I know. I think cyclocross will, though. I think yeah. it's really growing, and it's fun to watch, and people enjoy it. Uh, as long as our format doesn't keep trying to explain to you everything that's happening in that race, just let people just watch it. Yeah. And they go, they'll figure, I mean, 
that's how when I first started watching cycling, of course, back in the early 80s, I just watched it. And eventually I got the knowledge to it. There was no internet. I just kind of figured out what was going on. And that's the best way for people to learn, I think. And back then it had a kick-ass John Tesh soundtrack to it. Oh, yeah. That was when I bought the cassette. Yeah, I, I honestly would sing John Tesh songs in my head while I was racing, thinking that I, I'm Greg Lamont. Yeah, I just revealed that to everybody. Pathetic. It's a little sight into my soul. I'm a cheese ball. Uh, so, okay, so uh, basically, you know, I just I kind of wanted to get perspective of it. You know, here I am, a guy that hosts a podcast based on a sport that is not popular in the country I live in. I can't understand why I'm not making money doing this. Um, <laughs> so tell me, just before, before I finish off this and we go to trivia, I want to know what it's like being in the perspective of somebody who's at the races around people who aren't all just clad in lycra, who aren't just normal cyclists watching a race, what it's like to be in that experience. It's a blue-collar sport, first of all. I mean, that's what it is. Everybody we talk to are either plumbers or construction workers, uh, people work in bike shops. And, and they, again, they had grown up watching this sport their whole entire life, and they enjoyed it. Where that's a little different. The, the demographic in the United States is, is different on that. I think, it, truly, he's hit it on the head. The people that we came across and will probably come across, did I tell you I'm going to? Yeah, in case for the listeners so. who didn't know, Paul <laughs> mentions at least five times a day that he's going over to the classics in Europe, just to remind me. Yeah, I, I, I'm afraid you forget. The word but, uh, prick keeps coming uh, to mind. Oh, that's good. That's good. And, but the thing is, is yeah, I think uh, Dave really nailed it. We have, you know, the, the average, uh, back in 1990, my brother promoted the Washington Trust Classic at that time. And he looked at the demographics, and at that time in 1989, the average road cyclist made $100,000 a year. Their uh, four-year degree people, you know, graduated from college. Um, and over in Europe, that's, that's not the case. And so it's... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. A little more grassroots, but... You know, a little side story, the people that we came across on in Oshi, it will be Sector 13 this year, um, they were just down to earth. They had barbecues out. They had, it was like a, a neighborhood gathering, um, like Dave mentioned earlier before the taping of the show. Chickens are running across the road. You know, it's, it's just, hard. It, it's a feeling that you, it's, it's hard, you can't find it here in the U.S. Well, yeah, and to, to touch upon the, the culture aspect of it, it's got to start with the youth, too. So when I was in high school, I had an opportunity to go over to Europe and play a little bit of soccer, and everybody was so into it, but they were all on cycling teams at the same point. So it was maybe not their first sport, but it was definitely their secondary. And, you know, these were younger guys and everything, so the devel developmental process, that's, you know, that's where it has to be. So not just... Uh, hey, I'm done with my high school sports, now I want to find something else to do, which I feel like a lot of it is in the U.S. that way. It's developing that youth kind of program. We are, I, I keep bringing that back up. We are entrenched in that in our culture. I grew up as a father of a kid who got into soccer, and if you wanted to be in a college team in soccer, you had to dedicate your entire life to it at the age of nine, and the season was no longer three months long. It was 12 months long, and that's it. There are no other sports. Sorry, you got to do nothing but that, and that's, yeah, we run into that. I mean, it, and cycling It's basically that. life for them over there. Yeah. You know, it's, 
cycling was that secondary sport that kids could eventually kind of fall into, but they, they, there's no room for that anymore. All right, enough of the woe is me. Uh, sorry about that. I just get pissed off. You know, as a guy who <laughs> hosts a show about a dying sport. Um, uh, so I, I think it's time we probably get to the fun portion of the show, you guys. Thanks, first of all, for your input. Um, we have a... a, a <laughs> Minuscule audience tonight here, but um, I think we should go through with trivia and the classic rewards that we do with trivia. Trivia's tonight. We've got uh, Morgan brought out some swag from Mojo. Um, and oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Did you hear this velvety voice when he said that? Oh yeah, um, he's got some brilliant swag. We've got some stuff from the uh, uh, from some of our previous shows. I brought an, a book from uh, Bill Humphreys called The Jersey Product. Project. It's uh, actually a great coffee table book if you're a bike race junkie. It's a little damaged because Bill wouldn't send me a brand new copy if it's a promo piece, but uh, it's, if you're into old cycling, it's pretty brilliant. How we do this is it's a pretty simple, straightforward process. Our, our audience gets to pick who they think is going to win. So you, you place a, your name on a piece of paper in front of a water bottle, I mean into a water bottle for the corresponding member of the panel. So if I think Pat Bolger is going to win trivia tonight, I'm going to put my name on a piece of paper and put it into Pat Bolger's bottle. And if that Pat Bolger wins trivia, I get to come up and pick from the swag table. That's how simple it is. So what we do is we take a couple seconds in the show, a couple minutes in the show, allow people to vote, and then we begin with the also classic pack filler trivia. So we will do that right now. And, of course, this is an opportunity for me to take a break and thank our show sponsors. I want to thank these live show sponsors, Badass Backyard Brewing Company in Spokane Valley, and two doors down from them are ride hosts, Mojo Cyclery, both shops in Spokane in the Valley, and both great people and great supporting of cycling and beer drinking in Spokane. What more could you ask for? Our show sponsor is, once again, our friends at Noon Hydration, N-U-U-N Hydration, Noon Life. Dot com. Be sure and check them out. And if you're like me, use the vitamins because after this very show, yours truly got hit so hard with the flu, I haven't sat up for about three days until afterwards. Yeah, that didn't make sense, but screw it. Noonlife.com. They saved my ass and they can get you through. Let's get back to our live show, shall we? All right, quick gap, but we are back and it is time for the trivia. So, gentlemen, as we do this, what it is is uh, usually your chime in buzzer is your name, your first name. Right? So Paul. Yeah, there we go. Paul's had practice, so he's good at this. this. We have three different categories, and I think we have a final category. Do we? Yeah, final question. Uh oh, I haven't come up with a final question yet. I'm going to have to come up with a final question. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Depends on the lead. I got to get a pen because I have to. I have to keep score, obviously, to keep it an honest match here. Gentlemen, our first category we're going with quotes. The first category is called, Who Said It? All right, I'm going to provide you with a quote dealing with something related to the cycling world. I'm writing down my scorecard here. It's an audio podcast, so I have to keep talking. I will provide you with a quote, and you will tell me the person who said that specific quote. All right? You must... Chime in with your name first. Hang before on, hang actually on. I need a drink of my beer. Drink your beer. Sharpen yeah. some mine. Yeah. By the way, the first snow double IPA is really good. And I'm drinking their porters. Very delicious. Oh, it's very good. First quote. I'll say to all the people who don't believe, the cynics... Paul. Lance Armstrong. Paul is correct right out of the gate. I didn't even finish the quote. It's a pathetic speech. Lord Voldemort himself, Lance Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, we'll be, we'll be hammered in like eight minutes. Quote number two. This, this one is going to be a tough one because it's a little more specific. In his autobiography, the following person said, quote, Rico was about as suspect as any writer I had seen since I first turned pro. Paul. The dog chimed in. Paul. David Miller. Holy crap, Paul is out to an early lead. I read that book. That was during yeah. the 98. You wrote that? By the way, we have other categories. It's not all just quotes. I hope so. The third one, another autobiography, uh, autobiography quote. Here we go. The truth, 
The truth really will set you free. Morgan. Morgan. Paul Maine. <laughs> Paul Maine. Paul Maine might have said it, but no, I'm, I'm sorry he didn't. When are you going to get to trivia about Flanders and Roubaix? <laughs> Soon. Okay. Nobody? Okay, hang on. Say it one more time. The truth will set the you truth free. The truth really will set you free. In an autobiography. In an autobiography. John Yates. I believe, first of all, you didn't say your name, but Paul. that's okay. Uh, and Tyler Hamilton said that. Oh, yeah. All right, this, this category is going down like a lead balloon. It is. Um, <laughs> next quote. Life is like riding a bicycle. In order to keep your balance, you must keep moving. Morgan. Morgan. Eddie Merckx. Almost. And you'll laugh when I say Eddie Merckx be an almost? Well, you'll laugh when I tell you who it actually is. So. Then that's got to be the polar opposite. No. Which would be like... Because that's like God. How do you... Albert Einstein you? said that. Oh, yeah. I don't believe in Peter Pan, Frankenstein, or Superman. All I want to do is bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. Paul. Paul? Queen. Freddie Mercury, yes. <laughs> See, they aren't all highbrow, snooty quotes. Um, I've got two left. Yeah, then we're going to move on to something hopefully a little better. Well, you guys haven't been drinking. If you break, you don't win. Paul. Like Paul. Laurent Fignon. No. Dave. Dave. Bernardino. No. I do have a Bernardino quote in here, but I skipped it. Morgan. Morgan. Greg Lamar. Mario Cipollini. Said, uh, uh, that makes sense. Last quote in the Who Said It, and then I will never do this category again. <laughs> Thank you. It never gets easier. You just go faster. Yeah, exactly. Every cycle. Paul, Greg Paul, LeMond. Greg LeMond said that. First category complete. Paul is off to a 4-0 lead. Next category is a, a return uh, called Who's Paying the Bills? All right. I will name you a cycling sponsor, and you will tell me what that sponsor actually does, what that cycling team sponsor actually is good for. So, for example, if I were to say 7-Eleven, you would say... Slurpees. Slurpees. <laughs> exactly. They don't do anything else, just they Slurpees. Just Slurpees. Yeah. That's all they're really good for. Our first one. Actually, there was a rider on the ride today with a pair of these shorts. Astana. Paul. It is uh, Kakistan um, City... Well, actually, I think it's a promotional for uh, tourism or something for a tech. He took a long time to say that. Yeah. You guys want to actually try try him in, get a little more specific? I'm mm. still living in 1992. I thought it was Astoria, which made, you know. So I'm going to say uh, yeah. banking. <laughs> banking. A bank. Paul is actually the closest. It is the capital of Kazakhstan. Ah, that's right. And it is a whole bunch of businesses within there. This is not a geography. No. Okay. I'm going to just start taking questions away from Paul. <laughs> Uh, Dave, this might help with you. Castorama. Dave, uh, furniture. French home furniture. Dave is on the board, everybody! Do you have any more stuff from 1992? I might. <laughs> FDJ. Paul, lottery. I could have another question if it's more specific. Francis Dejeu, lottery. Yeah, Paul's going to win that one anyway. Gone, G-A-N, gone. Dave. Dave. It's a bank. Uh, credit, uh, credit, no, it's not. Insurance. Paul, insurance. Paul, it's French insurance. Guys, you guys, Paul's running away See, this with this. Is, this is actually a prideful moment because any question, when we're sitting and watching, you know, any Tour de France or any any knowledge, Dave is like I was thinking right credit, credit agricole yeah, after they took yeah. over. Yeah. Seems I like mean, some I'm home cooking. He's joking. Wow. It's a pressure. It's the beard. You lost your beard. Sure, you guys didn't play uh, D and D when you were younger. Well, no, <laughs> maybe. If he gets dreaming in his beard, he's gonna get sharper. That's watching. a callback joke. Uh, Orica, O R I C A, as known as Orica Green Edge. It's an Australian team. Uh, Paul, and it is uh, more travel for Australian travel. Isn't that right? 
It's an Australian company. It's a mining supply. Oh, it's Australian mining supply. Never got that. Morgan, I'm looking at Yip, even though I'm looking at my clipboard. It's terrible. <laughs> Merida, M-E-R-I-D-A. Merida. I'm sorry, Paul. Yeah. It's a bike company. It's a bike. Yeah. Merida? Yeah. It's yeah. not important in the US. We don't yet. stock yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Last one, and trivia really sucks tonight. Last one of this category. Ugh. Linda McCartney. Dave. Dave? It was a food, uh, like a frozen food company and um, like a Weight Watchers type thing. Yeah, they were British vegetarian or vegan foods. That was hard because that was from 96. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, going into our, our final, British. our final second to the last, we do have the final category, which is actually worth at least five points. I might Sweet. make it worth 20 points just because I feel bad. If I get it right, make it 25. Got it. This one is actually fun because we're in a place where we drink <coughs> wonderful alcoholic beverages. This one's called simply Bartender, I'll Have a Blank. All right, I'm going to come up with, with, uh, Alcoholic beverages, flavored and designed after specific cycling-themed individuals or concepts. Yep, I'm, this yeah, is the this stuff I sit up at night and create. I, I got a feeling this category might might be your worst. I mean, it might be even worse oh. than the music. But this that one's you funny. Have. The music one is yeah. This one's funny. I think it's funny. Okay, so I will simply say uh, that I will describe the drink in detail, and you will give me the actual name of the actual drink. Okay, so our first one is. <laughs> A full-flavored beer with performance-enhancing qualities. One pint will put you over 50%. That, that would have to be the uh, uh, Marco Pantani. Uh, I'm going selection. a little more vague here. Um, a performance-enhancing beer full of flavor. Full of flavor beer indicates big flavor. I'm taking you by the hand, and I'm leading you down the golden path. I like them. The only person that had that much flavor was Cipollini. I didn't say it had to always be about a person. This is the EPO IPA. Thank you very much. Uh, See, now I, you tell us do. the rules. Okay, now we got, we got, now we got another uh, story. All right. I, I can we'll throw that one out. See the rules. Yeah, okay. toss we, that we, one out. Okay, let's go. Now, let's our second one. Some of them are names, though. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay, and the next one is a low alcohol shot living up to Team Sky's motto. Bartender, I'll have a blank. A T U E. That's therapeutic use exemption for those of you who don't understand. Inhaler. No? Uh, a Froom special. Froom special. Bartender, I'll have marginal gains, uh, is what that one is called, uh, actually. Yeah. Okay, now we're going to individuals. You ready? Okay. All right. A short, because the person's short, okay. A short <laughs> glass filled with ice and bitters hits you fast and makes you mumble to the press. Bartendel, I'll have a blank. Paul, Peter Sagan? Nope. nope. Mumbles to the press. I want to say Robert Millar, but that's not a thing. You are correct. old. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do uh, Over the Bars Cavendish. Oh, Mark, Bartendel, I'll have a Mark Cavendish. Morgan oh, is man, on the board, everybody. Points. All right. <laughs> Number four, a tall glass with extra gin and a heavy dusting of salbutamol to smooth drinkability. Paul, that yeah. would be a Chris Froome. That is a Chris Froome. In case you didn't know what salbutamol is, it's what Chris Froome is in currently in trouble with for taking as an over-the-counter asthma medication. The rest of it was drink too many of these and you'll be sitting on your top tube. <laughs> Good, that was talent. Thank you. Number five, an old-fashioned Dave, I'm looking at you. An old-fashioned modified, modified with revolutionary aerodynamic straws and a back brace. Served with an American beer chaser. I'd have to say, give me a Greg LeMond. That's a Greg LeMond, Dave got there. The back yeah, brace was pulled it. these literally yeah, out the of back my brace. Yeah. Uh, Number six, anything high alcohol. Served in a broken glass, lit on fire to ensure all bridges are burned. Morgan. Morgan. That's a yawn, Ulrich. Oh, I will continue with the description. Some say you could drink seven and end up broken say, in court. Dave, uh, I would say Lance Armstrong. That's a yeah. Lance Armstrong, everybody. 
Everybody, did you hear the second. groans of pain? Yeah, yeah. They wanted you to win, Morgan. They really yeah. did. Uh, next one. A Heineken blended with Taco Bell served in a pink glass guaranteed to produce unpredictable poo. Paul, Tom Dum- Dumoulin. That is a Tom Dumoulin. In case you didn't know, Tom Dumoulin the was leading the tour. Giveaway. <laughs> the but but the what's, what's the Taco Bell thing? Well, what's that the Taco Bell thing? makes you poop. Yeah. I guess Does it make I, you poop? I don't know. I don't need it. It's horrible. Oh, it's okay. guaranteed right. to make you poop. Right. I see the connection now. Number eight. 16 ounces of schnapps served by a dude in a gorilla mask. What Paul. is... Oh, go ahead. You, know, you, you, you went Je- yeah. Jeopardy yeah. style. Andre Greipel. Andre Greipel, Dave. Go, go, gorilla. Go, go, gorilla. Morgan, yes. I got to get you here, man. He had a horrible Milan San Remo. Yeah, yes, he did. He did. <laughs> and we didn't even talk no, about that. We so didn't. Uh, watered down gin and tonic, boring and forgetful, served by a guy who can't find your table. Oh. What um, is gin and tonic? Gin is from what? Gin? It's got to be a, a TJ. No, TJ's American, but that's okay. See that one again. A watered-down gin and tonic, boring and forgetful, served by a guy who can't find your table. I should include this extra part. Or can't pronounce your last name. Uh, That would be a Phil Liggett. That is a Phil Liggett. That's a Phil Liggett. (laughs) Last one. You ready? No, we got the final question. I, I, just, ha- I just haven't made That's up a just final question. That's how many I'm down. Could, could that last one have been Raymond Poulidor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just lost not only the live audience, but the entire internet on that one. <laughs> Raymond Poulidor. Although, poo-poo Poulidor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm, I'm including, I'm including our, our host here in this one. A badass brewing IPA so high in IBUs it makes you ramble on hypocritically about silly sport nobody in America pays attention to. Morgan. Morgan. Bob Roll. Paul. Yeah. That would be Pat Bolger. Yeah, I'll have a Pat Bolger. <laughs> is actually what that one is. It's trying yeah. to give you some credit. I named yeah. a drink after yeah. myself. Is everybody happy with that? Well, that's. All right. You are, I, you are an actor, so. I, you know. Yeah, I need to come up with a final question, and we should. Well, let's see. Right now, we've got. 12 for Paul, 5 for Dave, and 1 for Morgan. How many points should we make the final question worth? 13. 13? Should we make it a, a, a baker's dozen for our final question? I, um, and I, I'm trying to think of, usually this qu- final question is so personally skewed that it's just basically my own personal opinion, whichever I think is the best answer. But I'm going to have to turn to an audience and, and, and ask if you guys have any, what would be a great, kind of question. Like in past we've done describe your favorite bike, cycling vacation. Describe your dream bike. Uh, describe the funniest thing that has ever happened to you whilst on a bike. Um, do we have anybody who could come up with a question that these guys could elaborate some poetic <coughs> form that would be interesting and uh, worth us all choosing? Can I influence the audience and, and yeah. choose something that's bodily function based? That's, <laughs> oh, God. That's so it. it's got to have poop or, or pee or spit involved. <laughs> Anybody got one? Okay. What's that? I'm coming up with a question right now. That would be, that would be really good. But I, I got to look it up. But then you'll know the answer. Yeah. Well, I answer. would know. That's how I would win. Yeah. <laughs> So what was what's the question now? We got Should we have? Time. It's got to be something food related. Something to uh, okay. Biggest uh, food based regret you've ever had um, after you know after, after the ride. event after the ride after the event and let's okay the pizza's gone so we can talk about things that are disgusting. Anybody want to go first? Post, post race, post race or ride food that I regret. I would have to say um, it was a, a nasty ride. Uh, and it was about this time, 92, Dave was around. He cut the ride short. We went over Blanchard Pass. It's a 120-mile ride. I was shattered. And I ate about a pound of peanut butter when I came home. I uh, <laughs> got violently ill and uh, <laughs> ran, drank some milk to calm my stomach, and then tossed that up to... And then uh, later, sit on the toilet for a while. Okay, peanut butter Paul is our first response. 
Not a good uh, choice. I, they, I, we did a ride back in, it was in 92. It was early, early in the year. And I got home year, and I was starving and I ate like nine Slim Jims. <laughs> and you can only learn through experience not to do that again. It was painful. <laughs> Dave Slim Jims. Morgan, this could make or break, man. All you right, so mile 120 at a 150 ride. I thought it was a good idea to eat about four uh, huckleberry ice cream covered in dark chocolate. Come to find out, dairy's not the best idea with 30 <laughs> miles to go. Uh, it was a bad day at the office. So Okay, there. So we have Huckleberry Morgan. You're my Huckleberry. We have Huckleberry Morgan. We have Slim Jims from Dave. And we have, what was Paul's again? Peanut Butter Peanut Paul. Butter Paul. Um, I rely on, and this is a heavily biased audience, so you it guys are both really, completely screwed. I'm just going to have to share a This story is a 13-pointer, by I'm the way. I'm just yeah. glad Dave didn't pull out his, it was Sheaf Stout. I'm glad Stout. Dave didn't pull out anything. It was anything. a Sheaf Stout and Eggnog uh, beer bong. Sheaf what? Stout. Uh, no, I did that wasn't after ride, though. That yeah, was but just, you could have slipped that one in there. I could have, yeah. You yeah. could have made it a post-ride. Yeah. Yeah. We, we used to play a game, could, what could make us ill? And... <laughs> If you got a second, I'll tell you. So we started. <laughs> Please do. We started beer bonging Chief Stout, and then with eggnog. So it's like a swirl thing going down. That's not good. Um, but it ended up getting to the point where we would go to Skipper's and eat all you could eat fish and chips. Just fill our bellies full of it. We'd ride our bicycles down to the Six Nineteen Tavern and then drink Newcastle Brown Ale, and it would just come up like this batter. But as I got older, I realized this I can't keep going on because I ended up eating a whole small jar of jalapenos, and then I was, t I had to finish it with a bag of prunes. And this at that was point, I was I was 25 at that time, so I learned. I said, I'm not doing this anymore. So yeah, bad. Learned a lot. Yeah, yeah. Slow learner. It's regular before race food. That's those things do not try. What this what are race foods? These are before oh. and after race foods. Who do would, not try. Uh, the, who, what makes you sick? Is that how bored were you, man? It's called what can make you ill. What can make you he, he, ill? He's early twenties. You know, that's, oh. that's all right. And the uh, coffee table Single. book is up on the counter here. Yeah. <laughs> Audience response: We're going off of our first one. Uh, who votes for uh, Peanut Butter Paul? By the sound of your applause. Oh, Paul that might be in trouble. Yeah. All right, Slim Jim Dave. Who votes for Slim Jim Dave? Dave's getting a little bit higher. Huckleberry. Who votes for the Huckleberry boy? Oh! Morgan brought friends, and we're going to have to say Morgan is a trivia champion. We have a medal for you, actually, Morgan. One in a row. Yeah, exactly. Morgan comes through at the last second, winning out by one point, 14 to 12. Congratulations. It's a March Madness theme buzzer beater. In case you didn't know, the winner of the trivia doesn't matter. Unless you voted for the winner of the trivia, then you get to come over and draw your name out of the bottle and you get to choose from our wonderful Sorry. You, you, let's look at the bottles. Stuff. Dave has none. No names. Mine has none. Morgan's is stuffed. Everybody know who brought the swag. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although Dave might fight you off for the, uh, for the Bill Humphreys book. Yeah. Bill, Bill was a guy I interviewed a while back, and that's his jersey. It's about jerseys throughout cycling history. It's pretty cool. You guys, this was uh, this was our first uh, shot into the new season. Thank you know you guys who came out. Thanks for coming out, and uh, hopefully we'll do more and we'll, we'll we'll grow them and we'll have a lot of fun. Thanks to uh, the crew here at Badass Brewing. Let's hear it for those guys. Uh, Brilliant stuff, delicious stuff, and uh, thanks to uh, Morgan and the crew at Mojo for leading us on a great ride today. That was a lot of fun, and hopefully we'll do it a lot more often. Thanks, you guys. And there you have it. Just like that, the live season is officially underway. As soon as the classics arrive, so do Pack Filler live shows. You're welcome. You are so welcome. Hey, you guys, if you know of a pub or a bike shop 
or a really kind of cool, friendly cycling town that really wants to come and have a bunch of idiots show up who think they know what they're talking about, be sure and let them know and then let me know. Pack Filler Live is on tour this summer, and we want to go see you. We want to ride with you. We want to see what kind of a terrain you have. We want to see what kind of city you claim to have that might be better than where I personally am. Personally, I think you're going to have a tough time doing it, but there is the challenge. Pack Filler Live on tour all summer long. Drop us a note, Patrick at packfiller.com, or you can go through Facebook and tell Mark Zuckerberg sells all of your data. Or you could go through Twitter. You could instant message me at Twitter. I'm not a snob. I'll let you instant message me. Or you could just look at stuff we do on Instagram. But that's kind of creepy. You can't contact me through Snapchat because I'm over the age of 40, and anybody over the age of 40 on Snapchat is a creepy pedophile. Yeah. One more thing I want to offer you guys coming up here in the month of April 2018. If you were listening to this prior to or during the month of April 2018, log on to packfiller.com. Our new Castelli cycling kits are going to be available for you at the lowest tier pricing Castelli offers. At the lowest tier pricing Castelli offers. We've got three designs. We've got our classic green. We've got a new pink and we've got in the style of the good old-fashioned generic beer of the 1980s. I think it was 80s. Wasn't it 80s? Billy Billy Carter, generic beer. Am I aging myself? Probably. But we've got some great kits designed by my friend Eric Solberg and the people at Castelli. Uh, going to be some awesome stuff. And if you want to get in on the order, it's going to be available for the month of April. And then we're going to close the doors. I'm not making any money. I just want people out there who look like me. I'm a really shallow person. No need to expand on that. If you like the show, rate us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, or you can check us out now. Yes, now we're on Spotify. I don't know how we did it, but we're on Spotify. Is that a good thing? Sure. I gave you time to answer. You guys, we will catch you next time. A whole bunch of studio interviews that I've got planned um, in fact, several coming up this very weekend that we're going to be putting into the into the the pipeline. And there's that's the cool word. And we've also got some other fun stuff that we're planning in terms of our live shows and even maybe even branching out into video. I don't know. You guys probably don't want to see what I look like. Yeah, we might not do that. Thanks, you guys. We'll catch you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 